With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSIN, the sports betting network. It's a great day to be alive, and it's a great day to be a better. Welcome inside the Visa Studios here at the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. This is the Lombardi Line here on the DraftKings Network. Femi Abebefe, also alongside our buddy Jared Smith, betting analyst here at Visa, in for Michael Lombardi. Michael will be coming back a little bit later on this week here. But Jared, how are we doing today, man? It's a two weeks until Selection Sunday, the madness is on the horizon. Uh, first of all, early, early for me here. This is uh, a <laughs> good morning um, to you, buddy. Good, yes, good morning. Um, and for those familiar, of course, with our programming on the weekends, I was just I almost slept. I was close to just bringing a sleeping bag underneath the table here and uh, just waking up with you guys. There's this like morning. an air mattress in there yeah. somewhere. Well, you know? I'm surprised that, frankly, no one's done that, uh, considering how hard we work here at this fine network. But um, it, it is a very um, yeah, like March spring has sprung in terms of the college basketball world. Um, and we were just trying to figure out uh, before the show started what was the most uh, enticing game today or the biggest game. And I think we landed on Iowa, Ohio State, but not not on the men's side. It's yeah. on the women's side today. So, yeah, college basketball, obviously, the Saturday slate on the men's side is robust. Um, yesterday was awesome. Today, a little thinner. Um, I'm starting to catch up now on a lot of combine stuff, right? We're starting to see a lot of the dust settle. So we're getting a lot of these beat reporters put out some really, um, you know, longer pieces with more details, a lot more because it takes time. You go do interviews for two weeks or a week straight. You've got to compile it all. And, you know, it's not as much breaking news. The breaking news stuff we know, the 40 times and all the, uh, you know, combine stuff. But, you know, some of the behind the scenes chatter that takes some time to develop. I'm interested in reading a lot of the beat reporters mm-hmm. over the next week or so as they kind of formulate their thought processes. And then we, I mean, listen, we're what a month, six weeks from the draft. I mean, it's, it'll oh, yeah. come very soon and we'll get March madness, the draft. And then those two things will just kind of carry us for the next eight weeks. I mean, we get NFL free agency. I believe legal yeah. tampering starts on the 11th. Legal. I love that. The legal tampering period. And then the new league year will begin on March 13th. So yeah, we're about eight days away from guys starting to yeah. agree to those deals, changing teams, 
teams. We know that can sometimes shift the futures market, maybe shifts it a little bit too much. You can potentially find a little bit of value there in the futures market. But we do have a fun show on deck for you guys over these couple of hours here, starting in 45 minutes. Our buddy Will Hill, VEASAN contributor, host of the Shoulda Bet More podcast, also contributes to the Bear Bets podcast over there at Fox. He'll join us. Will always is spraying the board. He'll have some college hoops plays. Maybe he'll have some NBA. We'll ask Will a plethora of betting topics coming up in 45 minutes. Then in hour number two, to help us close out the show at 11.45 Eastern, 8.45 Pacific, our buddy Jonathan Von Tobel, VEASAN senior NBA analyst. He will join us in studio to talk all things association. Wow. Great card for the NBA. We have yeah. the afternoon game, Warriors at Celtics in the rematch of the finals from a few years oh, ago. Oh, wow. That's that's a, a, that that's, might be the game of that, the day. That is a banger. That's that, a I will banger. Be watch, I will be watching that's that one there. Celtics, they've won 10 straight. Can they keep it going against the Golden State Warriors? We know Steph Curry, whenever the stage is at its biggest and brightest, that's when he plays his best. So that'll be a fun atmosphere out there in the garden later this afternoon. Yeah, I... You know, I'm, the NBA is not is kind of like the, uh, the 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 lost brother for me when I get mm. to this stage. I need time to catch up because I have not. You know, that's why I like when I get to chat with JVT in person. Um, but that Celtics team is absolutely stacked. I'm oh, not yeah. going to make a claim that I've watched them a whole lot this year, but based off of everything I've read and all the numbers I look at, they're going to be a tough out, I think, in the East. But I, I don't know if the number really reflects uh, any value. I would guess no at this stage. But I guess I, yeah, that's I why think... JVT is the expert in that regard. Yeah, they're like around like plus 230, plus 220 to win the NBA title. And this is a team that hasn't quite been able to do it. No. They, they've, they've kind of no. shot themselves in the foot in the postseason as they did yeah. last year, coming back from the 0-3 deficit. Then they get the Game 7 at home. And then they lose the game to the Miami Heat. So uh, it's been kind of a, a rocky postseason for these Boston Celtics. We'll see if they can get a demo as JVT about them coming up to end the show in hour number two. But let's start with college hoops and what we saw yesterday. A big card in college hoops, of course, since it's the penultimate regular season weekend here in the sport. And yeah. I want to start with the game in the SEC, Tennessee at Bama. The betting market seemed to like Alabama quite a bit yep. here in this spot at home. We know the Crimson Tide play really well there at home. They get their shooting, running and going and all that stuff, how they play. But Rick Barnes and Tennessee go into Tuscaloosa, get an 81-74 victory. They cover, obviously, and went outright as a four-and-a-half-point dog. Game goes under the total. And this Tennessee team, I feel like on paper, if you remove the coach's name, if you remove the school name, I think a lot of people will be like, hey, I'm into that. But it does come with the caveat of it being Tennessee and it being Rick Barnes. Does this result kind of... I guess, alleviate some of those concerns from prior marches. No. And that's because I don't (laughs) trust Bama as much either. I I think, and when I was looking at some of the stuff last night about this game, and you look at Alabama's offense, Tennessee was able to hold them to their fewest possessions in like almost two months, six weeks since the Georgia game back on January 31st. 71 possessions there for Alabama in that game, only 73 yesterday against Tennessee. So, um, that's a, I mean, that's what Tennessee does, right? Like they're, I, I know that they've got some good scores. Connect is a freaking rock star, Oh yeah. but they're a defensive minded team. And in March, those teams tend to have an edge. Like if you were going to ask me and we were joking about the Patriots quarterback situation at the top, they're okay with any of the three quarterbacks. <laughs> if you were going to ask me, would you rather have an offense or a defensive team in March? I do have a preference. It's defense. And that's what the Vols do. The Rick Barnes stuff, I, I don't know. I mean, it, it could be just bad luck. It could be weirdness, variance. I think there's something there because it's been so consistent with him failing in these 
high pressure spots, but man, they're they're talented this year. I think they're more talented this year than they were last year. And they mm-hmm. beat Duke in the you know they had a nice run last year when I didn't think they had as much talent as they have this year. So. The hot take I have is that either Painter or Barnes, one of them is going to get the monkey off their back this year. I don't know which yeah. one, but maybe I'll take the field against it. Maybe that well, Painter and Barnes, one of those coaches <laughs> get to the Final Four this year. I don't know which As one. We, and, I think and, one of them will. And Barnes has been to a Final Four, yeah, but we still yeah. don't even trust him. Like, he's no, been to that's one. That's the irony. And we don't trust it, him. Yeah. I mean, I mean, with Texas, though, right? Not with Texas. Tennessee. Yeah, yeah, it was with Texas. Tennessee. I mean, the guy got bounced out in the second round with Kevin Durant on his team. Like, it's a, <laughs> when you can do that, like, that's there's going to be questions about what you're going to be as a coach come March. You mentioned Painter, Purdue. They got the victory against Michigan State yeah. last night. Over got home for me, thankfully. Nice. Uh, over 144 and a half. Painter, though, has never been to a Final no. Four, and they've been knocking on the door at Purdue for a, quite some time to get there. This, obviously, their best team was Zach Eady. He's going to yeah. win the Wooden Award and National Player of the Year once again. By back far. Back-to-back years. Like, by far. He's, he's won he's, it, I think, since, ridiculous. like, basically New Year's. He had Pretty it much locked it's, up. it's been wrapped up. <laughs> yeah. Throw the key out. It's a lock. Yeah. It's over. Um, but you, do you think that this Purdue team and what you see in conference play in the Big Ten, it's been down. Not, not too many people are it is enthusiastic about how they're playing basketball. Can this be the year for Purdue? Like they're they're being priced like they're one of the co-favorites to win the national title. It's right behind UConn there. I'm okay with that price. I don't know if they have the guard play on the outside to defend as much as I would like. Because right, if if you talk about Tennessee, they're much more defensively yep. basing. Purdue's kind of on the opposite side. They're much more offensively uh based. I, I think they have three guys that can shoot it. And that helps. I think they're a little bit better on the outside than they were last year. But last year was one of the biggest upsets in the history of college basketball. Mm -hmm. So you want to talk about brass tacks, X's and O's. I think they have maybe one. They need one like role player to get really hot on the outside. But they also have the great equalizer in Zach Eady. And. I think that makes them a very interesting team. He looks a lot better this year. He looks more athletic. He looks thinner. He looks fit. He looks like his footwork is better. He looks like an NBA player. He's a little more fluid. He looks less stiff is the word I always use when I watched him. And it's not just him. You watch these. For example, Yale's got one that I watch all the time. His name is Wolf. He's a seven footer. And in the Ivy League, there aren't a lot of seven footers. But when you watch him play, he would get chewed up in the SEC or the Big 12 because he's just stiff. He's just a big mass of human, and he doesn't have the footwork and the and the flexibility and, and the agility that Zach Eady is starting to develop, and I think that makes him very dangerous. Now we go into the karma of it. The last time mm. a 16 seed beat a one, Virginia. <laughs> yeah, that's the, that's the narrative street karma, you know, Taylor Swift era's tour kind of vibe where, yeah, it's the destiny of, of Purdue to make it to the Final Four, win the national title after what happened to Virginia and UMBC a few years ago. So I, I, I think they're the number two team slightly ahead of Houston, but I think Houston's right there. I honestly mm. think you could make a case for either of those teams to make the final four and, and win the national championship. Yeah. Houston winning a wild one in Norman last night. Yes. They're 87, 85 uh, Jamal shed with the game winning bucket with 0.1 seconds to play or 0.4 actually uh, to play in Norman. So Houston fun game, they, really fun game. The I, bet, I, bet, I bet the over in the game. So I was like, this is a lot of fun. Well, you almost <laughs> had it at halftime. Exactly. Well, Which, 90 points in the first half one, a game one, with a total of 128. 128 is what that's in the, of closing i bet over 129 so the market bounced back in my face but pop 
How about that market? Yeah. 87, 85. Sharks in were on a lot in college hoop this year, just like Gonzaga last yeah. night. Hey, it was a good day for me in college hoops. Nice. And this is, it was the first day I really kind of fully invested in it because I'll be honest, as I'm always honest with the audience, yeah. I, I'm, I'm more so in the scavenger hunt of NBA awards and all sure, that stuff. Sure. But I was like, you know what? It's a and Saturday. I'm kind of the opposite. Like, I, I kind of let the NBA, exactly. I let you guys do NBA. I wait for the playoffs and I focus on college hoops. Yeah. You have to know your strengths and weaknesses. You have to know what you. The biggest thing is the better. Absolutely. It's the biggest thing. Uh, before we had to break here, Kentucky. 111-102 against Arkansas. They go ahead and win. They don't cover the big number. They were yeah. laying 12 and a half. Their game, of course, is a Kentucky game. Flew over the total of 164 and a half. Is this defense good enough to make a run in March? Because they're 98th in adjusted defensive efficiency on Kempom. I'm a little worried about them on that end of the floor. Very Jekyll and Hyde. I, they need that big, the Zlatislav guy. They, big Z. They, they need him to, be, to play like Edie. Um, yeah. And I don't know if he has that in him because he's, he's young and he's a lot more raw. But... He like they have the talent to do it. I just don't know if they have the consistency. For example, that's what I struggle with with Houston. But they proved last night they can win a high scoring game. Yeah. I don't know if Kentucky can win a 65 60 grinder like they need the game to be in the 80s, I think, to be successful. So I think that's where I, I like with teams in March that are successful. They know how to win in multiple ways. Yeah. At some point, you'll have to if you're going to win yes. six of those games. It's like there's going to be a game where the shots aren't falling. There's yep. going to be a game where the other team is red hot. You're going to have to be able to pull out some of those victories in Kentucky. On that end of the floor, defensively, it's a little bit shaky. But we'll continue our college hoops talk all throughout the show. But coming up next, we go to the combine and discuss what we saw yesterday in Indianapolis. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. If you haven't already, make sure you check out Steve Mackinnon's mid-major conference tournament betting trends article over on the new and revamped vcin.com. It's everything you need to know. Champ week for the mid-majors is this upcoming week here. So go ahead and start doing the homework now so you can be profitable at the window. Check it out, vcin.com today. 
Welcome back. This is the Lombardi Line here on the DraftKings Network. Femi Bebefe alongside Jared Smith filling in for Michael Lombardi on this Sunday fun day. Two Sundays away from Selection Sunday in the NCAA tournament. But we'll get into all that college troop stuff a little bit later on. But let's discuss the NFL Combine. And I think the, the biggest thing for me from the Combine this week was obviously what's going to happen with the Chicago Bears yep. who hold the number one overall pick. Now, Caleb Williams, who is the presumptive number one overall pick. If you look at the draft board and the, and the, the draft betting markets, he's minus 1,100 to be first overall, which is, yeah, it's a... yeah. Uh, pretty penny to pay, but hey, maybe it's correct with Caleb Williams. He said earlier this week, because there was rumors out there that he might not want to go to the Chicago Bears. He's from the D.C. area. He might want to play for the Washington Commanders. But Caleb Williams said, quote, if I get drafted by the Bears, I'll be excited. If they trade the pick and I get drafted by someone else, I'm just as excited. He said that to ESPN's Pete Thamel earlier this week at the Combine. So it feels like there's so many stories about Caleb Williams that at the end of the day, it's much to do about nothing. And it once again goes down to the football evaluation of what, what the Bears might do or maybe another team might do with the first overall pick. Yeah, I think it pretty cut and dry to me. The A couple of the, the people that I talked to that I trust, they all kind of said that this is a very easy decision. It's kind of like that, you know, the commercial with choosing Charles Barkley first in the in the pickup game of basketball, <laughs> right, with the kids against <clears> them. Um, it and, and I'm not. You know, saying that Caleb Williams is going to have a significantly better career than any of the other quarterbacks in this class. I think that is the part that we cannot predict. Mm -hmm. But it is obvious to me that this decision is easy. Now, will the Bears be the team that drafts him? That is where there might be a little bit more indecision. But I still think if it's like Caleb Williams is like 99.9% to be drafted first overall, the Bears drafting him first is probably like 99.8%. Like it's, mm -hmm. there, there's still like some alternate MCU universe out there where some team is in love with Caleb Williams and they make the Bears an offer they can't refuse. And We've seen it before, right? That was like the Ricky Williams draft. Yeah. Like there's been in now. I know it was a long time ago and I know it was a running back in a completely different world in the NFL. Imagine if that happened today. It would never happen today. <laughs> but my point being, there are some GMs out there sometimes that get a little trigger happy. And that's the outlier scenario that we just cannot account for. The easy money here is this is he's the best quarterback in the class. He was the best quarterback in the class last year. I think we give him a little bit of a pass for some of the USC transgressions defensively. I'm not going to go nuts with the emotional stuff because I just I, I, I don't have a chance to talk to the kid and, and, yeah. and get the vibe from him. So I can't judge it. And I say this to all the betting analysts and all the people that want to do what we're doing here. Don't analyze the player. Analyze the team's analysis of the player. How you feel about Caleb Williams is relevant. What do the Bears think? And everything we hear is they love him and he's a perfect fit. And, and, and I, I think it's a good spot for him to be as long as he can handle the weather. That's the only thing I'm yeah. unsure of right now, because you're going there's been some stuff with quarterbacks over the years that have played in those southern climates that have struggled in the cold. But Aaron Rodgers is a California guy that's yeah. one in Green Bay. So so if he can handle the weather and he can handle some of that Chicago climate and the culture. I think he'll be fine. Yeah, he's from D.C. too. It gets, it gets cold out he'll there. He's he, he's handled the cold in the yeah. past before. Uh, you mentioned the Bears, though. Their general manager, Ryan Poles, he met with the media earlier this week as well because the Bears, what's hanging up for them, and maybe it's not a hang-up, it's more so just a process of, of, of order here, is that they still have quarterback Justin Fields yeah. on the roster, and the anticipation from a lot of folks is that they will trade Justin Fields at some point. Poles was asked about that earlier this week. Here's what he had to say. 
When do you want to know what you're going to do? Tomorrow. <laughs> no, in all seriousness, though, no, before no, free agency? Or? I would love to know as soon as possible. Again, it just depends on what opportunities pop up. Um, I will say this. Um, I think you guys know me uh, well enough now. I do, if we go down that road, um, I want to do right by Justin as well. Uh, no one wants to live in gray. Um, I know that's uncomfortable. <clears throat> I wouldn't want to be in that situation either. So uh, we'll gather the information. We'll move um, as quickly as possible. We're not going to be in a rush um, and see what presents itself and what's best for the organization. So he was obviously saying that he would like to give Justin the clarity and like to give the franchise, the organization, the clarity as well. Justin Fields uh, was the quarterback under Ryan Poles for two years there when Poles was there. Fields obviously was drafted by a previous regime, Ryan Pace and the Matt Nagy regime there in Chicago. But it's interesting because I think a lot of this comes down to being a financial decision, obviously a football decision as well. But the financials is really what people point to when they say you got to trade Justin Fields because you're going to reset the clock for the quarterback position. Like Fields, they have to make a decision on him. Whichever team has his rights on May 2nd has to make the decision on the fifth year option. And if you're Chicago and you're going down the Caleb Williams route or you're going down the Drake May route, if they fall in love with him or Jaden Daniels or J.J. McCarthy or whoever, I want to focus on Williams. Is Williams, do you think more football, just watching side of it. Is he the generational prospect that people talk about when you actually watch him play? I, I, I think he has the, the tools to be that guy. I don't know how he's going to handle the transition. And mm-hmm. we thought Bryce Young had the tools too. And yeah. that like, I mean, there was not a doubt with the exception of like a little 24 hour stretch on Reddit that Bryce Young was not going to be the number one pick in the draft. Like at this time forward. Yeah. Like they're, they're just, it, and and there was no doubt. Like the only doubts was about his physical size, which ironically is the most quantifiable of all of the quarterback tools. That is not a problem with Caleb Williams, obviously. Um, and I just, it's really hard to grade the emotional and the spiritual transition of going to the NFL. Like it is a life change and some kids handle it differently. Some kids don't put in as much work or they put in too much work and they get burned out. And and I I think we don't know what his vibe is going to be until we kind of see him on the team, going through workouts, going through the motions preseason. So, yeah, I I, do. I think he's going to be a bust. No, I think he has all the physical tools to be really good. But I think it's impossible for us, especially when we don't get a chance to talk to him or meet him to get a vibe for the psychological part of the game, because that is the question with him. It was all psychological last year. He's crying in the stands. He's dealing with the team losing. How do you overcome those obstacles? He didn't handle it well last year. That doesn't mean he's not going to handle it well in the future when he's maybe in a better environment. But right now, the recency bias, I think, is on the other side of the argument. Yeah. No, it's interesting. Like You hear people say generational and all that stuff. And I always, I'm like, Ugh, yeah, I cringe. Yeah, yeah. I cringe when I hear yeah. that stuff. Because You're we, a generational we, sports we, betting <laughs> talent. So, you know, you got <laughs> a lot go. to live up yeah, to. But. Generational. Yeah. It's like, gee, like, what are we talking <laughs> yeah. about here? Because like we did this whole thing with Trevor Lawrence. And yeah. I mean, look where we are right now with the yeah. Jacksonville Jaguars. Where Lawrence, I think most people would say, pretty good quarterback. Sure. But. Is he ge- the generational guy that people talk there's about? There's only one the generational life? talent in the NFL. His name's Patrick Mahomes. Exactly. There, there, there are like, so there's not most of going to be Patrick like, to, 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 to put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. <laughs> you wanna you wanna make Patrick Mahomes like this, like you spread him out and oh Caleb Williams is the Patrick Mahomes of this yeah. generation. Like I don't wanna make that I don't wanna put him in that box. Yeah. I, I think Caleb Williams needs to be a guy that takes the Bears, let's just assume that Chicago drafts him takes the Bears from point A to point B, right? Cross the river of sticks and get them to the playoffs. That's difficult. Mm. 
that's generational for a lot of Chicago fans. Yeah. They have, when was the last time the Bears been to the playoffs? Like, I, I, I think there's a lot of talk in this time to fill time, to fill the airwaves of what these kids are going to be. We have no idea what they're going to be. Exactly. Like, I, I think the idea of handicapping the team's assessment of them is really the best thing for us to do on this side. 100%. Because, I mean, the, the, your favorite draft analyst out there was raving about Zach Wilson. And now Zach Wilson has been given permission to seek a trade by the New York Jets like three years after he was drafted second overall. And that just goes to show you how much of a crapshoot this whole thing is with the NFL I hated draft. That and, Zach Wilson pick. I really did. As a Jets fan, I can say I absolutely hate well, it. Well, we, we were talking before the show started with our producer Elliot about like, hey, think about all the stuff that was said about CJ Stroud this time last year to where it's like, ah, oh, the Texans don't really like CJ Stroud. All these teams are, Stroud's visits aren't going that well. Oh, by the way, he just put together like, I don't know, the best rookie season ever. Offensive rookie of the year, and he looks like he's the future of the NFL. And I don't know if there's a situation in this draft where that will happen. Because I think, like, I don't see that happening in Chicago. Like, I just don't know if they're going to win the division next year. Like, I just, I don't necessarily They have a lot of cap happening. space and a lot of draft picks. Yeah, like, I, you know, you're, you're talking about a team that drafted second and third last year. A team that, I think their win total was like six. Yeah, Houston? It was, or yeah Houston, yep. Six yeah, and yeah, a six, half. Six, six and a half, yep. That went that won that won the division, like that that completely over, with a rookie quarterback and a rookie head coach. Like, is there even a situation in the NFL this year that will have a rookie quarterback? I mean, it'll probably be Washington. Mm -hmm. You know, Chicago won't have a rookie head coach, but it's just I I don't know if there is. I, mean, I remember last year in the off season of college football, we were all trying to pick. All right, who's this year's TCU? Right? Yeah. Who's the hundred to one that makes the champion? There wasn't one. Right. Like no. it was it was Georgia and, and Alabama. And right. Yeah. Like it just it, it, it's hard sometimes. Yeah, to people even like Washington preseason, too. So it wasn't like they were like a That's big true. surprise either. Like it was it's like, oh, where'd Washington come from? Washington it was, like, no, was people, kind of the outlier. Yeah. But still, they were picked pretty high. They were picked pretty high to go ahead and have a pretty good season. We'll continue the combine discussion on the other side with the fastest man in the NFL. And then also get to some college hoops and NBA futures next here on the Lombardi Live. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Timmy Abbefe, on VSEN, the sports betting network. Baseball is back, and what better way to hit off the grapefruit and cactus leagues than with VSEN's free MLB betting primer? This primer will tell you how to bet on spring training and continue all season long with our VSEN experts World Series futures analysis. Our free MLB betting primer has basic baseball betting advice for those new to betting MLB. The sabermetrics for you data-driven folks. You can go ahead and bet smarter all year. VSEN.com slash guide to get the MLB betting primer. VSEN.com slash guide today welcome back this is the lombardi line here on the DraftKings network femi abebefe alongside jared smith uh i did not uh contribute to our mlb betting primer but i did win a spring training bet when i went out to scottsdale last weekend shout out to the colorado rockies uh got them plus 138 on the money line against arizona i mean listen you're basically a, went into a, enemy a territory and came out with money you're 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 a uh, regular sharp in the uh, spring training world. So spring training spring is, training tout is actually my uh, username. <laughs> under underscore underscore, underscore something <laughs> underscore um, big units yeah, big, yeah, big units <laughs> whale bets <laughs> yeah of um, course I, I think spring training is becoming a very interesting betting landscape 
people are really I'm seeing a lot of people on social media really get into it personally not my cup of tea so I was gonna ask you because Mike Palm yesterday told me that the Yurfi Nerfy is like big in spring training a lot of people have been betting that <laughs> you're not so and, and you're like the, the Yurfi Nerfy guy I can't I, I waste so much time during the regular season I can't you mean waste time training. this is all valuable yeah, stuff I know. so I think the stuff with the Yurfi Nerfies in the spring training that gets me off is I don't like seeing like stories that come out afterwards so that this pitcher wants to work on 20 straight curveballs. Yeah. And I'm like, why did I just bet him in the first inning to not give up a run when he was throwing 20 straight curveballs in the first yeah. inning? Because he was that was all he's trying to work on. He's working on stuff that is trying that is, you are asking for trouble unless you know that like unless yeah. you know that you're asking for trouble betting this spring. Now, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of really sharp people that are very good at finding information. Preseason NFL. Same exactly. thing. Like if you are. A ha- like a news hound with that stuff, you're going to find an edge. But if you have a life, you might have you might struggle to find an edge because I'd like to know if the starting pitcher I'm betting a year fee on is going to throw fastballs every single pitch for 20 straight because eventually yeah. one of them is going to get hit out. Yeah, no, it, it's equivalent to the NFL preseason 100%. or, or NFL X, as, as some NFL people call, as some people call it. Um, it's yeah, it's, it's an like inf- information. You know, those lesser leagues where like you really have to be in tune to what's happening behind the scenes. Low limit information markets. That's that's what those are, (laughs) honestly. Uh, But yeah, it was a whole lot of fun out there uh, going to a spring training game. I'd never been to one before. Um, Yeah. Cactus League. Yeah. Cactus League. A whole lot of fun out there in Arizona. Uh, But let's get to our game that our producer, Elliot Bowman, has put together here. A little QB matchmaker. Now, the rules for this game. Because they do come with rules. Every game uh, comes with rules. We cannot pick the same team for multiple players. That's the only rule. We're going to go down the quarterbacks. It can't be like, oh, this guy will be a fit for this team. And also this team. And also this team. It's got to be different teams. So we will go down the list. And our first quarterback, the quarterback we discussed in our number one, one Justin Fields, who wears the number one. For which team will Justin Fields take his first snap Ooh. in 2024? Expectations are Fields will be traded. And right now at DraftKings, the overwhelming prohibitive favorite in the market, his hometown, Atlanta Falcons, minus 270 to be the next team for Justin Fields. Chicago Bears, his incumbent team, 3-1. to one. Pittsburgh Steelers plus 350, the Raiders at 10 to 1. I'll give you the first crack. Where's Fields taking that first snap in 2024? It does seem like there's a lot of momentum for Atlanta. That is the logical choice. You mentioned the hometown. You mentioned the new regime as well. Atlanta makes sense to kind of refurbish and bring in a quarterback that, let's be honest, I think Desmond Ritter and Justin Fields, I think their games are kind of similar a little more running base quarterbacks trying to work on the throwing side. So I guess that's kind of a, an interesting, um, you know, launching point. But I still go back to the Raiders and Getzey and and just they, you know, they, so they bring over Luke Getzey from Chicago to be the new OC. And um, he's going to have a lot of autonomy because Pierce is a defensive minded coach. So I don't know this for sure. But if Getzey does, he said he come out publicly and said he really uh, likes Justin Fields and really respected the way he went about his business last year. That could just be, you know, being nice after P- the pleasantries. Fact. Sure. <laughs> but if he believes that the Raiders are like, to me, the team that is in a we're a little too far down on the draft to maybe get a quarterback. We need to be aggressive and they desperately need a quarterback. So I think they picked 13th in the draft. I'm, I'm looking it up. Yeah, right now. Like, and so you're not getting the top four. Maybe if McCarthy really is the faller and where the, all the stuff about him is smoke, maybe he does fall to 13. But I, I think 13 is a stretch. There's a lot of teams that need a quarterback. 
between, you know, one and two and 13. So I, I think there's there's an opportunity for the Raiders because of their cap space, because of their roster is being very quarterback thin. It's really just Aiden O'Connell. And I think Hoyer, like, come on, you're, you're, you're making a move at quarterback. Um, and it's probably going to be a, a veteran, at least a guy that's had some snaps. So I, I think that makes a ton of sense to me. I just don't know how much Getsy likes Justin Fields. So I would go Raiders 10 to 1 would be my choice. Yeah, Raiders are picking 13th overall. So they might, I don't want to say get shut out of the quarterbacks because I think we'll see those three guys go. Then I think after that, who knows where these guys fall. Maybe there's a fourth guy in that top 10 with J.J. McCarthy. A lot of people have seemed to say that the NFL higher on him than maybe Twitter or yeah. the outside verse uh, on J.J. McCarthy. I've heard McCarthy. almost too much of that over the last week, actually, for yeah. me to believe it. <laughs> that's, that's honestly really good because it, it's very last year it was Will Levis it's very, everyone it, loves it, Will it, Levis it, it's Levis like absolutely it's like the, the league is higher yeah. on Levis Twitter has it wrong how about Levis goes first overall on Friday uh, <laughs> for the for, as a second round pick uh, yeah that, I think that was a big thing and yeah. like you said maybe it's a little bit too much somebody's trying to sell us something that's actually false uh, I, I will go with the Atlanta Falcons it's the conventional sure. one for me uh, I that think, would be the only I, other I, team yeah, I would pick there. I think, I think Fields being in that run game yeah. with, with B. John Robinson and Algier We'll see if they bring Cordero Patterson back, but you, you keep him indoors there on that fast track with his I athleticism. Agree. Maybe you can go ahead and work on the passing game with some of those weapons. Kyle Pitts, Drake London. They've been trying to get those guys going since they've drafted him. Uh, could be a fun young team there. That's exciting. Led by Raheem Morris first uh, first year as a Falcons head coach, not yeah. first time head coach. He had that stint in Tampa. Next quarterback, Russell Wilson. Yeah, oh my God. Which team gracious. will he take his first snap? The favorite. Pittsburgh Steelers minus 225, <laughs> the Raiders plus 550, Broncos Falcons at 6 to 1, Patriots plus 850, Vikings 10 to 1. So this is where your expertise working with Michael for the last couple months can help me because I'll be honest, I have not kept up to date with as much Russell Wilson Broncos saga. Is there an issue like is it really that much of a long shot that he's not back in Denver? Like is is that completely gone up? Because the way I viewed that situation last year was he still has a little bit left in the tank. It was another new system and another new situation. And he didn't play. He wasn't terrible last year. He just wasn't elite Russell Wilson from mm -hmm. Seattle. And I didn't know if like they had, had are they out on the outs? Is there a contracting there? There's a contract. There's a contract so that thing was there. behind okay. the benching there. And I actually want to play the Sean Payton soundbite, Elliot. I don't know if we have that one ready for you. It looks like it looks like we're getting that one ready because just the way that Sean Payton has talked about the quarterback position, it's they're moving I think on. This to me okay. feels like a move on. Like, I, I think it would be a pretty big long shot if he ends up coming back. Here's what okay. Sean Payton had to say about what quarterback position has been like in Denver and what could be going forward. I, I, I saw this like humorous meme the other day where there was a, a Bronco fan with a shirt on and there was like eight quarterbacks names with a cross through it, you know, and, and he's drinking the quarterback Kool-Aid. And, I, you know, our, our job is to make sure that this next one, you know, doesn't have a line through it. Mm, this next one. Yeah, no, <laughs> that that's pretty definitive. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> it sounds like a guy who's ready to move on. So you could take Russell Wilson. You can take the Broncos off that board because yep. that's that's not happening after. I didn't I did not see that soundbite. I think the Falcons make sense because of what you were saying with the with the mobility. I mean, is New England that far out of the realm of possibility if they want to bring in a veteran quarterback, if they because all we're hearing and we, we, we were talking about this pre-show Oh, the Patriots love all three quarterbacks. Well, that's that's that is not true. There is no way they love all three of these top quarterbacks the same. You do not love all your children equally. 
It's just, you just don't. <laughs> you just don't. Um, there's always Jared a favor. Calling all, parents there's out. There's always a favor. My sister has three kids. It's ironic. She has three kids. She has three she told, I just saw them this week. I was in Florida for my birthday. She told me who the favorite was. They have, a, she has a favorite. So I, the Patriots are going to, if they don't like the guy that falls to them, they could be a team, I think, that's intriguing at, at a quarterback move. Maybe the Raiders because of the divisional element, right? Like, I yeah. think the Raiders are making a splash. So I, I'll say Raiders. I'll say yeah, Raiders. I was say, well, I think, did you say Raiders for Fields so as well? So I can't give them the both? You can't give them both. All right, okay, fine, fine, Breaking fine, rules. Fine. Patriots. Flag. Patriots. Flag. Flag. Unsportsmanlike. Unsportsmanlike. Yeah, Patriots. I'll go Patriots. Got to back them up 15 yards. <laughs> uh, I will say Raiders for Russell Wilson just because yeah. of, like, maybe there was a little bit of a revenge angle sure. there. Because the, 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 the split has not been amicable between Russell Wilson and Clearly the Denver Broncos. Like, Clearly like, I Missed the uh, Payne, breakup. Payne's yeah. ready to move on. And Russ, I mean, he was on the I Am Athlete podcast. Uh, go look that up there, what he said about what the Broncos were trying to do to him contractually. They wow. want him to waive all of his injury guarantees. He's like, no way in hell wow. am I doing that. There was a, there was a lot. Yeah, there's been a lot oh, going yeah. on between Russell Wilson and the Broncos. Broncos, take him so, on TV on this I think one. Raiders country. Just kidding. But, <laughs> but I do think the silver and black would be a good spot like that. for Russell Wilson. We'll play some more QB matchmaker on the other side. This is the Lombardi line. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Timmy Abbefe, on VSEN, the sports betting network. This week on DraftKings Sportsbook, new customers can deposit $5 and get a no-sweat bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet loses. Download the app and use promo code VEASAN when you sign up. DraftKings Sportsbook, the crown is yours. Welcome back. This is the final segment of the Lombardi line here on the DraftKings Network. Femi Abebefe alongside Jared Smith filling in for Michael Lombardi and joining us on the other side here in studio. 
our buddy, Jonathan Von Tobel, VEASAN senior NBA analyst here to break down the association. Well, JVT, Jared and I were talking about this earlier in this hour. The Boston Celtics, yep. they are a regular season juggernaut sitting right now at 47 and 12. They play the Golden State Warriors later on today, 3.30 Eastern, 12.30 Pacific time. The betting market right now in the Eastern Conference, Boston's plus 105. Are the Celtics truly head and shoulders above the rest of the Eastern Conference and maybe even the rest of the NBA when you take a look at what they've done so far in this regular season? I think the answer to that question right now is a soft yes, um, only because when you look at what we have watched up to this point, you know, there's no real team that has distinguished themselves. You know, Cleveland and Milwaukee are obviously there with the way that they've been playing in terms of a straight up standpoint. And like, we'll focus on Milwaukee for a second, obviously the second choice. They've won five straight. They've covered four of those games, pushed the other. The problem is you played Charlotte twice, you mm. played Philly, you played Chicago, you got to <laughs> Good win against Minnesota when you came out of the break. But is this something where Milwaukee's legitimately turning it around? Or are they picking off some of the weaker pieces on a schedule that, by the way, is about to get a lot tougher for Milwaukee? They got one of the hardest schedules left in the NBA as we enter the home stretch. So I think it's a soft yes. And I also think it's a soft yes because, and I think it's a very fair criticism. I was actually uh, texting with Sam Peniatovich, who works over at Nesson about this. The problems with Boston the last few years has been their crunch time offense. You know, when we have seen them fail in the postseason, it has been when games get tight, what happens to your half-court offense? And it just devolves into ISO play with you know, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. And their crunch time numbers right now in the regular season are incredible. Like net rating, offense rating, defense rating, they're all great. But when you get to the postseason, are those issues going to be fixed? And I still have my questions about that. Drew Holiday's awesome. Is Drew Holiday going to make sure your offense is still flowing around? We've seen Drew Holiday get cold quite a bit for mm -hmm. Milwaukee in some of their postseason failures. Uh, Christoph Porzingis gives you a half-court presence in terms of being able to post something up and do something different than you haven't had the last few years. So maybe that fixes it. So ultimately, I get down to the soft yes, because I think that right now, I want to see more out of Milwaukee against some of the bigger boys. Yeah. You know, you got a big win out of the All-Star break, but I want to see more and more consistently. And with Cleveland, all of a sudden, Donovan Mitchell's been in and out of the lineup post-All-Star break. Injury, illness, the results haven't really been there. Can you get that two seed and make your way to an Eastern Conference Finals? And even then, you're just playing the seeding game so you can avoid Boston. And then there's the big question, right? Which is literally and figuratively, Joel Embiid. Yeah. Uh, when is he going to come back? And if he does come back, how healthy does he make them? So I think right now, it is a soft yes. And once we get to the postseason, we'll have some of those questions answered a little bit more, obviously. Odds on for Boston to win the East when the playoffs start, you think? Or do you think that number moves down a little bit? Do you think we get an opportunity to buy them at a fair price? I would tell you this. Uh, if it gets to odds on, I would bet the no, especially places okay. here, right, that, mm -hmm. that have a yes, no. Sure. Um, only because, like, look, it's hard to win in yeah. Eastern Conference Finals. And when you still have opponents, like we'll take the Bucks for example, uh, even if Milwaukee, you know, goes through, still has some of the ebbs and flows that we saw in the first half of the season, you still have Giannis Antetokounmpo. And you still have Damian Lillard, yeah, right? That's pretty good. And, and when you're talking about at the start of a season to be laying a price for a team to win its respective conference when you have to win three best of seven series that's a lot to ask of a team you think about it you go back to all those years the, the the times that we saw the golden state warriors are the peak of their powers at one point during the regular season they came they flirted with odds on and at some points they got to an odds on favorite but you shouldn't be odds on to win your conference this is not a <laughs> team power rating wise on par with a team like golden state when they were at their peak with kevin durant we're hanging out with jonathan von tobel and senior nba analyst talking all things nba here on the lombardi line not to make the Celtics hour here, JVT. <laughs> but <laughs> shout, shout, out, shout out to our Nesson audience. Yeah. Uh, 
can J- Joe Missoula run down Mark Dagnalt for coach of the year? Like if the Celtics win 66, 67 games and are just one of the top 10 all-time regular season teams, is that enough to run down Mark Dagnalt, who right now seems to be the apple of every uh, NBA <laughs> media member's eye? Uh, no. Uh, I'll book mm. it for you if you want. But I just <laughs> I think when you when you I'll listen. I've already done it around town. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think like when you look at it too, so like I take in the important part about awards is you take in a lot of NBA media. You know, I like NBA podcasts, things like that. Guys and gals who shape the market and or might decide this with their votes. Yeah. Uh, and rightfully so, Mark Dagnold has a lot of respect here. Yeah. And he's a, he's a very good coach. That The little things that he does with his lineups, what he's starting to do with Josh Giddy and pulling him out of key situations so they can get more spacing on the floor, the, the way that this team defends at a very high level. And while he's got a really good piece in, say, Shea Gilders-Alexander, the narrative around OKC is that young team being shaped by their head coach outside mm-hmm. of Shea. Uh, you know, with a guy like Joe Missoula, you, you've got a team that with a previous head coach made it to an NBA Finals. You are expected to be here you are expected to be the one seed i don't care if you win 74 games right if, if they get there then maybe but <laughs> but when you're talking about the expectation we always talk about this like with uh, when we're talking about coach of the year right in the nfl yeah what is the expectation for your team and the last four years now for the boston celtics the expectation has been at the very least one or two seed and a conference finals appearance and if you're just going to do that again i find it hard to then look at a team like oklahoma city who is ahead of schedule because of what mark dagnall does and taking from him or taking it from him at that point That's a perfect transition to go from east to west, because I think the Western Conference, you know, unlike the east, the teams at the top of the west are unproven, right? They haven't been to the finals. They haven't won a title. Are those top two teams, Minnesota, OKC, are they tested enough, talented enough to run that gauntlet? Or is it a Phoenix, a Clippers, a Golden State? I know they're back in the pack, but these are obviously the pedigree teams Mm -hmm. in the Western Conference but not having a great regular season. Yeah, no, I, I think they're totally like legitimately contenders. Yeah. You know, when you let, t- take Oklahoma City, for example, not only do you have a very good head coach, you need a player like Shea Gilders-Alexander to win an NBA title, right? You, we've seen it time and time again. And in any given series, he can be the best player on the floor, given the way that he can score. One of the low key things that I think the general public doesn't acknowledge with him, he is a phenomenal two-way player. He is a very good defender. And with him and Lou, and with Lou Dort, those are great perimeter defenders to have in any single matchup that you're going to go out there the problem with a team like Oklahoma City you do lack a little bit of size right you know congrats on going and getting Bismack Biombo. he's not gonna be playing minutes <laughs> for you in the postseason uh, Gordon Hayward is gonna give you a little bit of size on the wing but he's not gonna help you in that regard so when you meet teams let's say it's a, a Western Conference Finals between Minnesota and Oklahoma yeah. City that overwhelming size is gonna be a problem multiple wing defenders yeah. to throw at those guys and then when it comes to Minnesota uh, again and both teams by the way have lack of experience but when it comes to Minnesota overwhelming size fantastic defensively where's your offense coming from you're about 15th or 16th in non-garbage time offensive rating. You know, I like Monty Morris as a bench piece to really help spell Mike Conley because you've really been looking for some guard minutes and and some guard offense when you go to the bench. But outside of that, where is this offense coming from when it comes to crunch time? Because your offense is pretty mundane at this point right now. And so if you can't score and you run into teams that can spread you out a little bit, shoot over the top and really make you try to keep up, can you do it? So I think if you nitpick any team, there's legitimate weaknesses. But I think with these two, if outside of those, Yes, they, they are legitimate contenders. And if you were to tell me right now, either one of them won the Western Conference, I don't think anybody should be surprised by that. Yeah. The biggest weakness is just that we haven't seen it. Right. It doesn't mean that they can't do it. They just haven't done it well, yet. Well, it makes for a fascinating dynamic. Like you mentioned Golden State. Yeah. Well, Golden State wins the eighth seed and it's Minnesota OK or Minnesota Golden State in a first round matchup. That's, like that's going to be one heck of a series. From, from a matchup standpoint, yeah. uh, a small ball spreading you out, yeah. going up and down the floor quick and experience versus overwhelming size. It's going to suffocate you like it's it's so fascinating because the West is awesome. So, you know, I don't know how much experience plays out. Uh, you know, people will point to Sacramento Golden State last uh, last year. 
I'd say the broken index finger of the Aaron Fox actually made a difference. Yeah, as opposed important. to right, as opposed to experience. But I can't wait to see how it's going to play out. And you don't see eight over ones in the NBA like ever. So no, that no. would be like unprecedented. We saw last year, year <laughs> and then like that was the first time in wasn't it Golden State Dallas. Like I think that was, like yeah. that, that was way back. Yeah, that was way, way back. Hashtag we believe. Maybe, yeah, right. maybe they can restart that up since they're right now the ninth seed in the Western Conference. <laughs> uh, your Clippers, JVT, uh, they've lost four of their last seven. They're taking on the T-Wolves coming up a little bit later on today this afternoon. Everything okay with the, with the Clippers? Yeah. Is it just injuries? Or just hitting a little bit of a midseason lull here? What's going on? No, I, I think you know. I think there's a midseason lull, but I think there are some issues that you have to discuss here with this team. Like for example, defensively, you should be better uh, in that fourth quarter. Like, look, the fourth quarter against LeBron, that was LeBron. Like he's yeah. he hits a million threes. That's pretty tough. Now I will say the troubling part about that was Tyloo willingly just allowing Daniel Tice to switch on to LeBron James every single possession. Yeah, that's, that's less than I and letting him cook. But I'll say this: one of the the low key things about like what coaches do here is do you potentially test stuff out to see what's going to happen if you face that team in a postseason series. Can you get away with this if this is going to happen? Especially when you're a team like the Los Angeles Clippers or these others who do have some wiggle room. The, the top four seeds, there's a big cushion between them and the mm-hmm. bottom seeds in, the, in yeah. the Western Conference. But still, a very bad loss nonetheless. And then you kind of look like, all right, we get a bad loss. We lost to Sacramento as well. Let's flex our muscles a bit. You crushed the Washington Wizards in the last time out, and you're good across the board. But you mentioned it. Paul George has been in and out. Ivac Zubac has been in and out. So this is now something where I think you're a little concerned, but let's get some continuity, too, with this roster, and let's see what's going to happen. Because remember, that loss to the Lakers. You were down two starters. And so yeah. like that's going to be something that's going to hold you back there a little bit. Fill in the blank on March 3rd. The team that will win the NBA title will be? I'll stick to my guns. The Los Angeles Clippers. Going down with He's the a Clips. fan. Clip City in the building. I mean, it, at the Western Conference, I can't wait to see it these playoffs here. Oh, it's going to be great. The East Golden seems State is pretty cut and dry. There's two yeah. teams, yeah. and I don't know if Once there's you get really to the semis else. in the East, yeah. like you'll get, but yeah. like from, from the get, the play in the on, the yeah. West is going to be awesome. The West is going to be wars. I mean, we're going to get the Lakers in an elimination, like 9 10 game. The Lakers Warriors <laughs> in an elimination playing game would be pretty crazy. I'll tell you that. I break all of Twitter. That does it for us here on the Lombardi line. Thank you to our producer, Elliot Bowman, behind the glass and the entire crew, for Jonathan Von Toll for joining us here in studio. Check him out at the top of the hour with a handle. He and Mike Samich here for Jared Smith. I'm Femi Bebface saying good luck with all the bets. We'll see you guys next week here on the Lombardi Line. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on a e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah searching for something extreme check out skating snowboarding and more on fuel tv plus the global home of action sports and find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's hit nation playlist there's new free shows and movies to love every week say free this week in your xfinity voice remote 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.